You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour number three, home stretch for us. It's Friday. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Bottom of the hour. Uh, it's. I feel like it's a, it's a turning point in the show's history, in the brief history of this show. Pat Steinberg are going to join us. Flames Talk Sports at 960 uh, for an edition of Dragon's Breath. And depending how things go with Patty, either the segment's going to survive or it's going to be deleted. Pasture. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Uh, Pat Steimer joining us at the bottom of the hour. But right now on the Atlas Pizza guest hotline, five-time WWF champion, two-time WWE Hall of Famer, proud Calgarian, we say good morning to Brett the Hitman Hart. Brett, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for jumping on uh, this morning. Big Battle of Alberta tomorrow, Flames and Oilers. What does the Battle of Alberta mean to you? Um, you know, it's 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 something that's born into you here. If you've if you've been here as long as I have, you know, you I've learned all my life that there's no bigger rivalry than the one we have with Edmonton. It's almost more important than uh, than winning. Period. <laughs> You you've traveled around uh, North America. You've been to so many cities. Is there a rivalry you can think of that even comes close to this one in sports in North America that you've experienced? Um, you know, I, I remember when I used to wrestle. There was always uh, such a tension between New York and Boston. That'd be mm. that would be comparable to the Edmonton Calgary. Uh, maybe um, you know, maybe there's a few others that are similar to that. But uh, for me, that's always been the, you know, the it's, it's almost part of being uh, a Calgarian to to hold the, your fist up towards Edmonton, mm. shake shake it every <laughs> at least once every day. What, uh, what uh, Brett? What's your uh, what's your favorite thing about Edmonton? Because uh, I'm sure you've been there many times. And what's your least favorite thing about Edmonton? Um, you know, my dad. I was from Edmonton, so in my family, you know, we we were notoriously always Edmonton Eskimo fans because my dad played with the, the 1938 uh, Edmonton Eskimos. So, actually, in my family, we were—I hate to say it—we were often uh, torn down the middle of between Edmonton and Calgary. It was uh, wow. In foot in football, we kind of almost had to be an Eskimo fan, but uh, over the years, that's slowly been modified. Um, <laughs> it's the uh, Selective memory, you know, where we just <laughs> over the over the time. I think the younger generation was uh, adamantly, uh, you know, we're Calgary fans, like Stampeder fans and Flames fans. So it's slowly, it's uh, like it's turned around full full cycle. So we're we're Calgary all the way now. There's no hardly a trace of Edmonton left. <laughs> like the, you know, we we've kind of scorched all that out. We're diehard Calgary fans now. So. <laughs> Well, that's great. Um, Brett, how often are you getting down to the Dome? Because it was just on the last broadcast. We saw you getting a little bit of a, a tour of the press box and everything. Well, that was uh, it was a fun night for me, and I'm really um, you know, pretty positive about how Calgary's playing. They're playing great. Uh, you know, Daryl's done a great job of you know, sort of rebuilding the team from what looked like a, a decimation last year when we lost uh, Kachuk and uh, mm-hmm. Monaghan and everybody, but it's I really like what where the team's going. I like how they're playing. They're they're really playing like a team, and I'm I'm really uh, you know, 
really surprised at uh, what a what a what a strong showing we've made this so far this year. I thought it was a great game. I loved watching it, and uh, I'm optimistic about uh, Calgary's prospects for the next little while. You know what a what a good leader can do for a group. Um, I, I'm sure you've been around Daryl Sutter a little bit. What what have been kind of your takeaways, maybe, as far as how he's able to lead this group of Calgary Flames and make everybody around him better? Um, you know, I think it's just that sort of overall respect and sort of understanding of his uh, way of getting the message down to his players. I, he's the kind of coach that I would love to play for. Um, he rewards the players that work hard. He, he's, um, I, I love how he, he's just so, um, in control and sort of calm and, uh, uh, just, uh, he's just the kind of guy that I would love to play for. I, I, I love coaches like Daryl Sutter and just how he approaches everything. And, uh, you know, every, every time I've, I've been around him and seen him, what a great guy he is, uh, off, off, off the, off the ice, but on the ice, he just seems so focused and so clear in what he's trying to do, and uh, he seems to be able to get that message down to all the players. And uh, I just, I just love that approach that he has. Um, Brett, isn't isn't Daryl Sutter maybe uh, a, a, something that we could all look at in life? A guy that maybe a lot of people would consider being an old school coach, but he wouldn't be coaching in today's game if he didn't adapt to today's style and how to coach today's player. Uh, isn't that just a testament to what kind of person Daryl Sutter is, that he's able to do that and still do this at such a high elite level when maybe some people would say he's too old school, but in fact that's not even remotely true? I would say that's uh, exactly what I what I would say. Like He's, um, he's so, so sort of... Um, in control all the time that, that you just feel, I just feel like there's a, a great sense of trust in that there's really a captain on the team, like a captain that knows what he's doing, a, a coach that uh, has a plan and uh, articulates that plan every night and, and gets his team to, to follow uh, whatever the the plan is. And uh, I really, uh, I've always had a lot of respect for, for, for Daryl as a coach and uh Especially, like I said, I think um, most Flames fans were really, um, you know, you know, discouraged. I think last year at the end of the season when they when they started to lose some of the, the big names off the team, and uh, it was kind of like, oh, I guess we're going to be rebuilding like completely. And uh, it didn't look very, you know, I wasn't very optimistic about the prospects for this season, and, uh, and that went right up until the season started, and. Uh, I'm pleasantly surprised that they look they're playing great and uh, I really like I really like what I saw and it's I, I can only assume it's going to get better and better every every week and I think Calgary's going to make a real showing this year. Uh Brett Hart joining us here on the big show in the morning Russick and Rose and Brett coming up on Saturday Dungeon Wrestling presents Wrestleween live wrestling here in Calgary. The main event is Davey Boy Smith Jr. against Nick Aldis for the Stu Hart Heritage Championship. Can you tell us a little bit about this event that uh, is happening on Saturday? Well, it's, um, you know, it's uh, <clears throat> my son Dallas has got a, a wrestling promotion that he's trying to get started here in Calgary. And uh, it's basically a throwback to the old Stampede Wrestling. Uh, he's got some really good wrestlers. Anyone that sort of... Um, 
has missed that old kind of stampede wrestling. It's going to be at the Victoria Pavilion. And he's got a really excellent little card. Like um, he's got uh, Harry Smith uh, or David, Davy Smith, David Boy Smith Jr. Uh, Harry is a Davy's son. And he's going to be wrestling for the Stu Hart uh, Heritage Belt against a guy named Nick Aldis, who's a uh, former world champion, one of the best wrestlers that uh, you, you're going to see in a long time. And it's going to be maybe the best wrestling card in Calgary since uh, like since prior to any of the WWE shows that have been. But they have been around much in the last three years because of the COVID. So mm. anyone that's kind of missed their wrestling, it's a great time to go down to the Victoria Pavilion where every seat in the building is um, is, is a perfect seat. I mean, I, I just have so much uh, love for the old Victoria Pavilion and just the idea that wrestling's going to be back in there and it's going to be a great card. And it's going to be a Halloween contest for, for the kids. And they get some great prizes for anybody that wants to dress up as a undertaker or whatever they want to go mm. to for a Halloween contest, but it's going to be a fun night. And, uh, I know that they got the, the flames will be rocking over at the dome the next door, but, uh, it starts earlier than the hockey game. It starts at six o'clock and, uh, mm. I just hope that uh, anybody that's thinking, geez, what are we going to do with the kids for Halloween? That they might, well, you know, let's go take in the wrestling like the old days, the old Victoria Pavilion. And uh, I know it's called Dungeon Wrestling, but it's basically, I think, uh, uh, bringing back Stampede Wrestling the way it used to be. And it's some, some good, really good matches. We got the uh, Dynamite Kids' uh, two nephews who are the the Billington Bulldogs are called and they're, they're from England and they'll be wrestling against uh, the Bollywood boys. And we got, we got all kinds of uh, local great wrestlers are going to put on some great matches. And I know that uh, it's uh, sort of the first time show for my son Dallas. So it's a big night for him. Hmm. And I just hope people will come out and uh, support uh, what hopefully could be a rebirth of uh, dungeon wrestling in, in, in Calgary that will bring back like Stampede Wrestling where every Friday you have a, a wrestling show you go to and take the kids to. And I think uh, it's a, it's it's a, something that's been missing for a long time. I'd love to see uh, wrestling revived in Calgary on a local level. You can get tickets at eventbrite.ca. There's a meet and greet at 4 o'clock. And uh, like Brett said, bell time is going to be 6 o'clock. You mentioned uh, Halloween contest, Brett. I have a question. I'm sure that you've seen many people dressed up in your iconic fit from your wrestling days. Um, what are the must-haves if someone is dressing up like Bret Hart for Halloween? I feel like we know a few of them, but I'm interested to get your answer. Well, I think, you know, it's you have to have a lot of discretion. <laughs> but I think... Uh, <laughs> I think the hard part, the hardest part I can prepare you for is uh, the hair, getting the hair right, the shades. Uh, yep. I think if you can get that right, you know, that's the most important part. And, uh, you know, you just got to get some Hitman shades. They're not hard to find. You can find those. And, uh, you know, they got some great, um, you know, like uh, Halloween outfits that you can buy of, you know, and I'm lucky they have Bret Hart outfits out there that, you know, kids can dress up as me or people can dress up as me. And, mm-hmm. and same with Undertaker or Stone Cold Steve Austin or different guys. I'm sure they got outfits for whatever wrestler you can think of. But all I can say is whatever you do, don't wear Hulk Hogan. Okay. Don't do the Hulk Hogan. Don't right. do the Hulk Hogan. Go with the Bret Hart. You got to go. Yeah, look. for sure. I have to ask you, uh, wh- where, where where did the glasses come from? Like, uh, did you, were you out one time? You're like, man, I, I got to start wearing those to the ring. What's the genesis behind 
those iconic sunglasses, Bret Hart? Well, you know, the, the truth is about a few weeks before I started WWF, I had a guy at the Calgary Mohawk. Uh, we're, we're the wrestlers. We used to always drive up to Edmonton. We used to park at the old Calgary Mohawk. Of, um, it was on 16th Avenue. And we would uh, <clears throat> pull in there, and I remember some guy ran up, and he goes, I don't have any money for gas, and uh, I need some money for gas. And he, he had a pair of sunglasses. He goes, can I sell you a pair of sunglasses? I got these right here, and he had a pair of Ray-Ban sunglasses that had uh, the mirrored shades on the front. And uh, mm. I remember I, I gave him 20 bucks, and he gave me the glasses. And uh, a few weeks later, when I was in WWF, um, I remember I did an interview for, for them and I, the interviews were my hardest or weakest area in those days. I wasn't the greatest promo guy. And I remember I, I did an interview and I was, I, I looked so scared in front of the camera, almost like a deer in the headlights. And I, there was something wrong in the technical way. And they, they, um, <clears throat> said they had to redo the interview over again. And I realized that when I watched it back that I, I could see my eyes twitching all over the place. So that's where the sunglasses came from. I remember oh. I ran down the hall and I got the sunglasses and put the sunglasses on and I wore them to kind of hide my eyes and show that I wasn't so scared or afraid to intimidate by doing these promos and stuff. But it was hard in those days to do those kind of promos the way the American guys were doing because they were sort of way ahead of us on that curve. And uh, right. I was around guys like Hulk Hogan and uh, Roddy Piper and all these guys that were just doing these amazing interviews and uh, I was such a 11 in those days for doing that kind of stuff. I was a great wrestler maybe at that time. I still had that potential, but I was not the, the, you know, the, the Mike guy that I would become later on in my career. That's for sure. Uh, That's incredible that some dude who was hard up for gas uh, ended up giving you sunglasses. That's kind of like the trademark of your entire (laughs) WWE hall of fame career. Uh, great stuff. Uh, the best there is, uh, the best there was, the best there ever will be. Uh, Brett the Hitman Hart, uh, five-time WWF champion, two-time WWE Hall of Famer. Uh, check out tomorrow night, 6 p.m. at the Victoria Pavilion, uh, Dungeon Wrestling Prevents uh, WrestleWeen. Uh, Brett, great stuff. Uh, I'm sure you'll be saying hi to a lot of fans tomorrow. Looking forward to it. And best of luck to your Calgary Flames this season. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, thank you. And uh, everybody have a great Halloween. There you go. And uh, Bret Hart on the Atlas Pizza Guest Hotline is brought to you by Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar, 14-time Consumer Choice Award winner. For takeout or delivery, call 403-248-3344 or dine in an Atlas Pizza, 660 Memorial Drive. 6060. What did I say? 660. Okay. 6060 Memorial Drive, Northeast. There you go. I'm such a pro reading some of those sometimes. (laughs) Like I think it's when I read promos and that I think it's a solid C minus, much like my high school transcript. Mm. Very C minus E. You know, it's a pass. Oh, that's what I mean. But you know, the- like George, you could have done better if you really applied yourself. Room for growth. Yeah, I think so. Um, isn't that amazing that stories like that happen where some guy somewhere had no money, had to get gas into his tank, and that just fate ended up having Bret Hart wearing those iconic sunglasses and what if the, that he's that he's known for. And what if the producer of the interview had just said, that's fine, we'll go with it. Yeah. Because then he went back and he got the glasses and changed everything. The whole yeah. trajectory. Mm-hmm. I like the don't go as Hulk Hogan. 
yes. as well. That was fun. Right. It was good. I enjoyed that. I, I like uh, I like the Hitman. Are you were you a big wrestling guy as a kid? You know what? Um, when, I, or, I when didn't did have... you stop watching wrestling? I watched for a good two years in my mid-teens okay. uh, when my family finally got cable so I could actually watch the wrestling. Mm. Now, prior to that, every once in a while, I'd go over to the neighbor's house to watch like WrestleMania or the Royal Rumble mm. or Money in the Bank. I watched the very first Money in the Bank on pay-per-view. I remember that. Okay. Um, and then uh, a couple years went by. I think it was actually shortly after... Chris Benoit passed away because they were supposed to come here for the show. Yeah. And then that happened. And then I just kind of started to fade away. Hmm. Hmm. I watched it, uh, as I told you uh, earlier this week, uh, I watched it as a kid. Yeah. Like Ultimate Warrior, Hulk yep. Hogan, Saturday Night's Main Event, uh, Mr. Wonderful, Paul Orndorff, Macho Man. I remember all those things. And uh, do you want one of the lamest moments of uh, my life? Please. Yeah, I'd love that. So um, this is a good wrestling story before we get to Dragon's Breath, and we'll see if Dragon's Breath will survive. It's a very big moment for Fanny. Um, there's a iconic uh, restaurant in Niagara Falls called The Flying Saucer. All right. And uh, The Flying Saucer is a place where you go after a few drinks. It's literally a restaurant on Lundy's Lane in Niagara Falls in the shape of a, of a spaceship, <laughs> like The Flying Saucer. <laughs> like... And and the thing is about the flying saucer is uh, delicious turkey subs, and they use real turkey. Not oh, I hope yeah no 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 but not like like they make not the lunch meat turkey yeah, yeah, yeah. no not, not they cold cut, cut it, turkey yeah like you would at Thanksgiving turkey sure delicious subs yeah 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 so one night we're in there had a few drinks couple wobbly pops yeah two thirty in the morning you're a little hungry where are you gonna go a place that's open till four a.m. It's Flying Saucer in Niagara Falls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the bar's closed at 2. So they ended up going to the Flying Saucer in Niagara Falls. And there was many times where you'd be eating your turkey sub, and there'll be a fight outside of the Flying Saucer. You had some you had some dinner entertainment. So I'm in there one night. There's this guy with long hair. Face looks like a grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> like, it's been beaten up, yeah. right? But, like, you know when you pull apart the grilled cheese? So uh, there's a guy in there, uh, and all of a sudden we're like, is that Jimmy Superfly Snuka? <laughs> it kind of looks like him, right? And he's sitting with these two younger ladies. Um, they were interesting characters themselves. But uh, all of a sudden, I'm like, yeah, we're like, that's Jimmy Superfly Snuka. So if you know, if you didn't know what Jimmy Superfly Snuka, he would be on the top rope, and then he'd put like his hands up yep. with like the thing with his fingers, with his thumbs. Off the top rope, like, uh, like yeah, devil horns, but he's got the sort thumb of. out, right? Yeah. So all of a sudden, somebody in the bar is like at the flying saucer. <laughs> hey, Jimmy, do it! So Jimmy stands <laughs> up in the middle of the flying saucer at three in the morning with a plate of like meat sauce fries. Yep. Gets up and does it, and the whole bar erupts cheering. <laughs> it was awesome and really lame at the same time. Yes! 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 Of course, because you're in the bag, it's like the coolest thing ever. Oh, for sure. And then in hindsight, you look back, you're like, wow, what a lame moment, but awesome at the same time. Jimmy Superfly Snooka at the Flying Saucer, like how 3 o'clock in the morning. He knew what you guys wanted, too. He delivered, because he was a showman. Was he like, did he do it where he was like, oh, there we go again? And he like no, slowly no, no. gets up he, and he... No, he 
did he, it, or he, did he was like he's emphatic. like yep. he's like the fans want this, and I have to deliver. They know who I am. Give the they people know I'm a legend. what they want. That's right. I know who pays my bills. He got up and did it, and everybody started cheering like nobody's business. I wonder what Jimmy was doing in Niagara Falls. Uh, I think he was saucer. fresh off visiting an establishment in Niagara Falls, which is almost as famous as the Flying Saucer itself, mm. or the falls themselves. Yeah. Uh, the Sundowner. Mm. Where um, the sun goes down? Yes. You uh, go there where the sun goes down. Right. It's an interesting club. Okay. Let's just leave it at that. Okay. That I'm sure a lot of people... Uh, are familiar with if you've been to Niagara Falls. I'll put it on the list. Yeah. Uh, I, top tourist attraction, I'm sure. Uh, no? May, yeah, maybe. Sure. Can I take... Uh, there's, is it fun for the whole family? Uh, probably not. No? Okay. Uh, I uh, The buffet's good. <laughs> um, The roast beef's not bad, but I would not suggest you going, bringing your family to the Sundowner in Niagara Falls. All right. Straight ahead. You got to let those skate. Straight ahead, Pat Steinberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flamestock. Dragon's Breath. At Real hot. Last week's Dragon's Breath. Real bad. Not the best. <laughs> Not the best. Not the best. Not the best moment of the history of this radio station. But Patty Steinberg is going to join us. We're going to share. Uh, we're going to hear some flame takes that are so hot that only a dragon can spit them out. And Pat's timer is going to play along. And if things go well, we'll probably do Dragon's Breath next week. If things go in the tank, maybe it's time to put a couple slugs in Fanny, Old Yeller style at the end of the segment. It's, it's, it's a crossroads. For this show coming up with Pat Steinberg. This is no pressure. This is what we've worked for, George. We yeah. put together I, four weeks of radio. It's yeah. built up to this moment. This moment. And it's Pat's the guy I've wanted on to do this the entire time. Yeah. Because Pat is Mr. Calgary Flames coverage in this city. Oh, yeah. Dial. Every time there's a game on, it's like there's a telethon for the Flames. Yeah. That's how long Pat Steinberg's on raising money, here. boys. He does great work. Yes, sir. He's incredible at his job. Got the and lions. Now, and now hopefully he's gonna try to make a case for ridiculously hot flames takes. Let's do it. We'll do that next. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sports at 960, the fan. Fundraise for your local youth team with Roma Catering. Roma Catering's fundraising program is profitable and easy to use. Just register your team and share your customized campaign link. Any sales received through your link automatically go to your campaign. For more info, visit romacatering.ca. I guess I'm a little choosy. A little? You won't eat brown eggs. Hey, I know what I like. And that's why I like shopping online with Save On Foods. I can customize every order to fit my husband and kids' unique tastes. And our personal shopper picks everything exactly how we want it. Plus, delivery saves us so much time. Especially since you choose not to make left turns. Three rights is better than a left. Right. Need brown eggs? No thanks. White onions? Not too big. Leave it to Save On Foods personal shoppers. Shop saveonfoods.com for pickup and delivery. Okay, hun, we're going to try something new. Uh-oh, is it expensive? No, we're checking our credit scores on clearscore.ca. It's totally free. Okay, wait, why? Because it's important. It's like a little financial health check, and Clearscore makes it easy. See? That's my credit score. Wow, good for you. Oh, look, my credit score is higher. <laughs> it's not a competition. I still think I won. You didn't. But score is in the name. Check your credit score and report today for free with clearscore.ca. Must be 18 plus terms and conditions apply. Registration is required. Sportsnet 960, the fan.
You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. It's the big show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. Winding things down for another week. Where does the time go? Is this our third week? Fourth week? Fourth, George. Already? Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. Good Lord. It's already time. our fourth week. Time flies when you're half in the bag. Cranking bay. out yeah. mediocre radio. Yes, sir. It just flies by. Average as heck. Um, Set a low bar. Uh, let's... When I used to work at the big box electronics store, when I was the hello goodbye guy with the with the highlighter and the yellow shirt, oh, have a great day. Bye bye now. Oh, you were that guy at the door. See you guys later. Have a great day. You, oh, hello there. Oh, do you have an exchange there? I just need to tag that for you. That's really good. Yeah, I felt like I was in big box store trying and, to leave and, and with all my goods I haven't paid for. Um, and I. I used to be, uh, they used to be okay with me being a verbal punching bag. Oh. So they would put old Georgie boy on the door the day after Boxing Day <laughs> because we wouldn't take returns because the store would be so busy. Yeah. So then I would get accosted by customer after customer. I'd be like, oh, hi there. Oh, do you have a return? Ooh, yes. Not today. Sorry, we're not taking returns. Are you bleeping kidding me? Are you bleeping this? I go, ooh, sorry. He go, I'm going to return the whole bleeping thing. I go, you absolutely can, sir. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Have a great day. Have a great day. And my, my thing was ignorant politeness. Oh, yeah. You Kill want, them with kindness. Yeah, no, but you make it sound very ignorant. But then what are they going to say? We told me to have a nice day. I go, but you what know what? With that? You can have a great day. Just like that. And then that infuriates the customer yeah, even more. Yeah, yeah. But they used to put Georgie Boy on there because I know I could get people Take could yell at me and it would not bother yeah, me whatsoever. Yeah. Return it with a yeah. little smile. I go, we'll see you tomorrow for the return. Have, Have a, a great, great day. day. Just like that. That's really good. Thank you. Um, our next guest, uh, he's a legend in this city. You're like Arbor Jack Eye. Yeah. Well, really? Well, just... he, he worked at the big box store. Really? Yeah, just last year. That's what he did. Oh, I did not know that. Oh, yeah, and then the Montreal Canadiens were like, yo, you can actually play hockey. How yeah, about why don't you come play in the NHL? Instead of picking up boxes, you start mashing no faces. No kidding. Um, our next guest, really excited to have our next guest uh, on the show. Um, joining us on the Atlas Pizza guest hotline. Uh, he is a legend in the city. Does a great job of covering the Calgary Flames on Flames Talk daily here on Sports at 960 The Fan. Pre and post game does fantastic work. Pat Steinberg joins us. Pat, I've, I've kind of referred to you as every time you do a Flames game, it's like you're doing a telethon. You're on the air for so long. <laughs> yeah, and this is the Georgie before before you got here, before Art got here. Like it was, it was way longer. I, I used to do like this is this is the this is the least I've ever been on the air over the last decade. It's amazing. Yeah, so much free time. Yeah, like I, I again, I I am amazed working in this business and how you crank out content on a daily basis, the amount of play you guys got on a Sonny Milano PTO was something that just blew my mind. And I tip my cap to you, sir. And you're one of the best broadcasters in this country. 
Well, we, we and, and the good news is, I appreciate that. It's very nice of you. The good news is, like, he's turned into a really good member of the Calgary Flames. So we, we were able to drill down on Sonny Milano, and now he's, you know, he's top, top six winger on the Flames, and it's turned out to be really good. <laughs> so um, last, uh, last week we played Dragon's Breath. Uh, and I think you, you and I went for a drink. I kind of loosely explained what dragon's breath is. It's, it's uh, flames tastes that are so hot that only a dragon can spit out. And we had Sportsnet's Ryan Leslie on last week. Great guy. We always appreciate his time. Great guest. I'm not going to lie, Pat. The segment was super awkward. Um, it, was, it was the low point of this show. And we all had a sour taste in our mouths heading into the weekend after that dragon's breath from last Friday. Uh, I've wanted you to participate in Dragon's Breath because of the great job you do covering the team. Now I have to ask you, and I'm going to kind of point you in the one direction. You're going to mm-hmm. hear really hot flames takes. I would like you to take the side with the dragon. You're going to side with the dragon and try to make a case for these smoking hot takes. Well, oh, Matt will try to, play... to oppose the dragon. You want me to play the Matty role? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Is that okay? Sure. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can, uh, okay. I can do that. You did it right off the top with Excellent. Sonny Milano. So. Excellent, yeah. So there you go. Because Maddie's done a great job of, of having shouldering that load, having the burden of trying to really make a case for some of these smoking hot takes from the drag. It's like when an actor has to play like a really vile character on a TV show and you have to really like decompress after you do a scene right. to get back to being a good person. A normal That's person? how I feel right. at Friday at 9 o'clock typically. So you're so you get to you get to pawn that off on me today. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And again, I I Simple. can't yeah. I can't thank you enough for. Uh, we know you're not the like you're not an early riser, and I appreciate that. But uh, we you know, were... I was up I was up at like five a.m. yesterday, so I got to bed at like eleven thirty last night. So oh. I am uh, I am dialed. I'm wide awake. <laughs> okay, I love it. Uh, Pat Steinberg uh, from Flames Talk Sports at nine sixty. Let's fire up the dragon's breath. Let's do it. It's now time for the hottest of hot Calgary Flames takes. So hot, in fact, that we needed the help of our Sportsnet 960, the fan dragon, Fanny. This is Dragon's Breath. Here's your host, George Russick, who, by the way, is fluent in dragon. It's true. It's very true. Uh, The production value is through the roof on this show, as you know, Pat Steinberg. Uh, Are you ready for the dragon's first take? Yeah, okay. Let's right, go. Who let's... goes who goes first? Does Matt go first or do uh, I go first? Uh, we'll go we'll let you go first trying to defend this coming up take. Let's hear the dragons take. Let's do okay. it. Oh, this is really long. Oh. Okay, yeah. guys. A lot that's... of lot of flames. Okay, here you go. You have to make a case for this smoking hot flames take, Pat Steinberg of Sportsnet right. 960. When Oliver Shillington makes his eventual return, Michael Stone will not be the odd man out on the blue line. Okay, okay, okay. Um, well, I actually, I actually kind of agree with that. Um, oh, when, okay. when, okay, here's here's how I can uh, here's how I can agree with that. Let me see if I do this. Guys, am I playing this game right? Uh, okay, let me see if uh, <laughs> let me see if I can uh, well let me done. see if I can uh, well if I can do this correctly. When Oliver Shillington returns, Michael Stone will not be the odd man out because I I think it's gonna I think it's gonna take a little bit of time for Oliver to get back up to speed, mm-hmm. and I think it's gonna take him three, four, five weeks even to get legs underneath him. 
and to be able to return and be comparable to the the same speed that guys who have been in training camp and the preseason and weeks and maybe months of the regular season it's going to take him some time and it might just it might just be that Oliver might have to be the odd man out in the early stages of him being back he might have to wait until an injury hits for him to get in the lineup that's kind of the and and that that seems that seems kind of callous on the outside because we know he's dealing with something really serious in his life right now, and and that's the most important thing. But just just the way of things, the way Michael Stone has played, and this is the best Michael Stone we've ever seen in his NHL career, his Flames career, his Coyotes career. Like this is the best this guy's ever been. So yeah, I think to to start and and this is I, I don't like saying it because. I really love the story that is Oliver, and I just want him to be okay and and want him to 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 work through what he's going through. But he he might have to be he might have to be the odd man out to start things mm. off, and he might he might have to be the guy that that bides his time a little bit, waits for an injury, waits for an opportunity, and and that's just kind of the nature of things when you you inevitably join a pretty good deep team as late as he'll likely be joining him. Oh, okay. So, Maddie, why will Michael Stone be the odd man out on this Flames blue line? Well, I think Michael Stone has been very good. You know, the stationary slap shot cre- creeping up on 100 miles per hour is always fun to watch. Um, but the thing is, Oliver Shillington is one of the better skaters really on the team, I would say. The other thing that the return of Oliver Shillington does is evens out your left-handed and right-handed shots on the blue line. You have the option to maybe put Mackenzie Weger back to the right side on his natural side. Granted, he's played quite well and been a nice pair with Chris Tanev, but that would be an option for you to go back to having both guys on their natural side. I just think that this is a player that you paid in the offseason $2.5 million for two more years. You're paying him to be in the lineup. When he returns, I think that this is a guy that you know, in a bottom pair kind of role is going to be able to produce some offense and more than Michael Stone is able to produce. And and granted, Stone has been very good out of the gate, but I just wonder longevity over the course of a full 82 games, Mm. get the younger legs in there. You know, Shillington's only 25 years old. He's an amazing skater. It can get him out of trouble. It can sometimes get him into trouble, but he uses it to get out of trouble as well. I think he'll come right back in and uh, steal a spot on that blue line just based on what he did last season. Uh, I think Pat uh, Matt is playing the game right. It is Dragon's Breath. It's the big show. Sportsnet 960, the fan, George Russick, okay. Matt Rose. Okay. Sportsnet 960's Pat Steinberg. You ready, you ready for another take, Patty? Okay, let's do it. All right, let's hit it. All right. Mm. Let's, where did you find the so- sound effects? Like, who, uh, uh, like who again, was in charge uh, of that? Again, yeah, you just... Real yeah, I, mean, I mean, where did... Uh, yeah. Where did Fanny come from? Uh, Fanny originated uh, from the UK. Oh. And uh, she was trapped in Toronto. And then I threw her in a cage and flew her over cross country to Calgary. To play why, some didn't she just, why, did she, why didn't she just fly over herself? Well, why did she have to go in a long, cage? No, because it would have taken a long time. Dragons fly. can fly. Like I know a long, they can. I just watch House of the Dragon. They fly all over the place. Okay. Have you ever seen Enter the Dragon with Bruce Lee? All right. Uh, oh, this is a good take. We're going to start with you, Matt Rose. For way of the Dragon. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Rasmus Anderson yeah? will finish as the season's top-scoring defenseman in the National Hockey League this year. And I have to disagree with this one. Correct. And here's the thing. Kale McCarr, done. 
Answers complete. Roman Yossi. Answers complete. Listen, there's a lot of guys in the NHL who are amazing players, amazing offensively gifted defensemen. Rasmus Anderson is a great two-way defenseman. He's the top guy on the number one power play here with the Flames, which means that he's going to get some points. But listen, Roman Yossi almost had 100 points last year. Caleb McCarr was over 90. Rasmus Anderson is off to a great great start. He's got seven points. The league leader right now amongst defensemen is Rasmus Dahlin with nine. But come on. Kale McCarr, Roman Yossi, Victor okay. Hedman, Alex Pietrangelo, pick your poison. All right. Uh, so Pat Steinberg of Sports at 960. Why will Rasmus Anderson be the NHL's top scoring defenseman this season? Cool. Well, I mean, have you seen who's ahead? I mean, Rasmus Dahlin is not going to finish uh, as the number one defenseman in scoring. And, and Eric Carlson's not even a point per game sitting in second. And he's ancient. And, and Shane Gostisbehere, he's he's not going to uh, – he's not going to finish up there. Gostisbehere is going to get hurt or something like that. It's, it's clearly going to be Rasmus. Um, you know what? <laughs> Rasmus Anderson on the number one power play unit – and playing with the personnel he's playing as the quarterback of the number one power play, and just his overall offensive confidence. I think that I am fully sure that he is going to finish as Calgary's leading scorer amongst defensemen, and he did that last year as well. And sure, why the hell not? Yeah, yeah, he's going he's gonna to finish with uh, – he's on pace for like 85 or 86 points or something. He's going to finish with 99. It's clear wow. he's having a great year. He's a, he's a better skater than he's ever been. He's got more offensive confidence. He's getting his shot through more than he ever has. If, if, I gotta, if I'm being threatened and I have to agree with the Dragon, yeah, okay, I can see it. I can, I can, uh, I can see that happening. See, there you go. Sports at 960's Pat Steinberg. We're playing Dragon's Breath. George, Matty, Big Show, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. All right, let's get to take number three, boys. Let's fire it up. Mm. Okay. Uh. Okay, Patty. That was long. Okay, Pat Steimer, you got to agree with Mm -hmm. this take from our dragon. The Flames have the fourth best power play in the NHL right now and the seventh best PK. They'll finish top two in both categories this season. Actually, that's like really not that. That's not like like Fanny's kind of that one's uh, that one's just a little puff. Um, the uh, the okay. First of all, yeah. the power play's got some really good personnel, and when you're talking about Jonathan Uberdo, who is one of the best power play distributors on the planet, and when you're talking about the guy that we just talked about, Rasmus is going to finish the year on top of the NHL in terms of defenseman scoring. So you've got that going for you. But in all honesty, they got really good personnel. They get pucks back really well on their number one power play unit. Like look at. Look at how well Nazem Kadri and Huberto get the, the puck back when they don't have it on the power play, and you've still got Lindholm shot and Toffoli shot and Anderson. I know the number two power play is yet to score yet, but they've looked good, so I could absolutely see the, the Flames power play being near the top of the league, and the penalty kill, it, it was one of the best penalty kills in the NHL last year, and they look like they have taken a step forward. They've, they've been able to roll over players like uh, Coleman and Backlund and Lewis and Lindholm and their forward group has rolled over their defense group they still have Chris Tanev who's one of the best penalty killing D-men on the planet they're using Nikita Zadorov in that spot with him as first over the boards and he's adjusted really well Rasmus is killing penalties and Hannafin is killing penalties they're they're working in guys like Manjapati and Dubey 
guys, they, they got really good personnel on that penalty kill. Ryan Huska coaches it really, really well. So, yeah, I, I think they were a top penalty kill last year, and I could absolutely see that happening once again. And their power play was middle of the pack. They were kind of high middle of the pack last year. I think their power plays better this year. I think their number one unit will have the puck more this year. And I think their number two unit is doing some really good things. So sure, I absolutely they they I think right now they've got some of the best special teams in the NHL. So mm. if that trend continues, sure, let's let's put them in the top two at the end of the year. I, I think I one. Love of, it. I think one of the problems for me here is that early on in the season, the Flames are a team that spend more time shorthanded than they do on the power play. If you're a team that's not getting a ton of power play opportunities, that means that you got to make each one count even more. So if you're going out and and you're getting a hundred less chances, you got to be that much better to get your percentage that much higher up. So I do think that there might just be situations where. They're not on the power play enough. They're killing too many penalties that sometimes over the course of the season, maybe the killers get a little bit worn out. You get a little bit of a slump there. Listen, I still think they're going to have good special teams, but top two, George, I just think that's a lot to ask. Okay, one more take to come. Let's fire it up, boys. Oh, boy. This one is... You ready, Maddie? We'll start with you, Maddie. We'll okay. end with Pat Steinberg. Maddie, you got to disagree with this take from our dragon. Kirk Muller's next head coaching gig oh? will be behind the bench what? of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh. Um, I'm going to disagree because yep. Kirk okay. spent a lot of time in Montreal and I just don't see him crossing the floor in that sense. I also think Kirk really likes it here in Calgary. I know that the head coach just recently signed an extension and that usually means that it's going to be harder to step into the next role as the head coach of this current team. I could see him eventually pursuing a head coaching job. We know that he was pursued by other teams this off season, but ended up staying with the Calgary Flames and the Leafs. Like, really? Is he going to go to the Leafs? I don't know. Didn't someone original else 16? just mention that they were going to go to an original six team? Is that, is that role going to be that open? I just I just don't see it, George. I think that this is this is a situation where Kirk might prefer to be in a, a little bit of a different market rather than the Leafs. All right, Patty Steinberg. Uh, why will Kirk Muller be the next head coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs? Or his next head coaching gig in the NHL will be in right. Toronto with the Leafs? Well, I mean, did you see? They just lost to San Jose. The Sharks are awful. Um, it, I, I, okay. Uh, it won't be. It won't be this season. It'll be after the season. Okay. But hey, Kirk was the, the Flames had both their kind of high end assistants uh, in in Ryan Huska and, and Kirk Muller. They both got interest over the off season. I think I think Ryan Huska was pretty close to the Detroit job before it went the other way. So like uh, Ryan Huska is a hot commodity. Kirk Muller's been a head coach before in the NHL. We just talked about they're going to finish with a top 2 power play this year. Kirk runs the power play. There you go. So and and he's a good coach. He's a smart coach, he's an affable coach, and he's done it before. I think that uh I I could absolutely see Toronto going away from Sheldon Keefe at some point, whether it's in season or at the end of the year, and there's still lots of time for Keefe to save his job here. But, yeah, I mean, if, if Kirk Muller is available in the summertime and the Maple Leafs are looking for a head coach, 
I could see it because I really think that Kirk will, uh, on a team with offensive talent like that, I think Kirk's a really, really good fit. And he had a couple of teams sniffing around him during the offseason. I believe at least one team was was sniffing around on Kirk. So I, I could see if they have another good year in Calgary, which looks like they're going to do, and this team continues to show that they are, they are a team that, can be a model for other groups around the NHL. Yeah, let's let's hit it. Let's uh, let's see Kirk Muller get that opportunity, and and then he can take the whole storyline. He was a great Montreal Canadian, and now he's going to be the coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Sure, why not? I uh, I I, uh, I like that idea actually. I, I love it. Uh, there's only one thing left to do uh, is determine a winner for Dragon's Breath. And Fanny's very fickle. Uh, she likes when you agree with her takes, but we have to ask her who wins today's edition of Dragon's Breath. <laughs> Pat Steinberg wins today's edition. Sorry, Matty Rose. Uh, Pat, out of all those smoking hot takes, which one was the toughest to defend? The Rasmus one was the toughest one to defend, Mm. I think. Because the the power play one wasn't crazy, um, and the the, the special teams one wasn't crazy. Even Kirk getting a job in Toronto, that's not insane. Um, And the uh, the Shillington one, yeah, that that, that one, I was able to spin that one. So, yeah, the Rasmus. And I love Rasmus. He's having a great year. Yeah. Uh, But but Matty was was right. I mean, when you're talking about Roman Yossi, almost had 100 points last year. That That one was a little bit tougher, but... I love I love me some Raz, so I could play that one up a little bit. Uh, Manny, which one were you closest to agreeing with? Closest to agreeing with, honestly, it was probably the special teams one. Okay, um, that was one that I was actually excited to try and defend because I thought that I would be like when I have to go to like the amount of times that you're shorthanded and the amount of times your power play opportunities are to try and defend that. Like I'm I'm reaching down into the barrel to try and fight for that take. So that was that was the one I would say. Uh, Pat Steinberg, uh, listen to him on Flames Talk, uh, has the pre- and post-game show, does a terrific job here on the radio station. Uh, Patty, thanks for jumping on this morning. Let's do it again soon, pal. All right, boys. Have a good rest of your show for the next seven minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's two minutes for Actually, us. two but minutes. Yeah. yeah. We're, I, we know that you're top of the hour king, like, been, but we're, we're, we're lazy, so we I've go to 55. You want to you make sure you're out at 55. You don't want to get a stern text, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Patty, great job. Thanks. Bye, boys. There he goes. Pat Steinberg. I don't know and, what he's talking about. I've been checked out for like three hours. Well, there you go. And Pat Steinberg uh, on the Atlas Guest Pizza Hotline was brought to you by Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar. 14-time Consumer Choice Award winner for takeout or delivery. Call 403-248-3344 or dine in at Atlas Pizza, 6060 Memorial Drive, Northeast. I. I think I think Dragon's Breath survives for another week. I think I it think, does. I think Pat Steinberg hit that out of the park. He got the game. He wasn't too serious about it. Uh, he understood what we're trying to do here. Have some fun with the Calgary Flames. Now, sh- next week's Dragon's Breath, we got 30 seconds here to workshop this. Do you want to incorporate other NHL takes or just specifically Calgary Flames next Let's week? Let's get some more NHL takes in here. Okay. Let's uh, start doing a little quarter poll type of stuff or, you know, 10%, 15%. I don't know, however far we are in the season. Let's let's do a little who check. You, who should we reach out to, to next week? Well, I don't have 30 seconds. I can't do that in 30 okay, seconds. Right. That's the first name that popped into my head was Derek Wills. Works for me. You think he'll play along? I think he would. Okay. Yeah. I think it survives another week. On to the next. On to the next. I think uh, we'll we'll be back Monday for another edition. I sure. think yeah. of the big show. Uh, um, with unless Russ we Rose. get one of those texts that says, "Hey, yeah. see you later." Don't. 
Uh, big thanks to uh, technical director Garrett, who filled in today. Alex Brody, get better. GVP. Duvall, get better. Uh, we'll talk to you Monday. Have a, good re- have a great weekend. Bye.